como 10 minutos. Nada más que eso y de ahí viene el, el, el sendero nuevamente de unos 3, 4 metros de ancho. Welcome to another edition of Strangers Abroad. This podcast is a series of conversations with the wonderful and weird people I met while backpacking throughout Latin America. These are the hitchhikers, the couch surfers, and the expats, the thrill seekers, the mountain climbers, the volunteers, and society quitters. The people who, for one reason or another, made the decision to challenge themselves, to leave behind the comforts of home, to venture out into the world, and see what happens. Here we go. I met Georgia and Martin while they were frustratingly trying to find the Oscars played in English in a hostel in Palenque, Mexico. We started talking about the occasional annoyances that happen when you're so far from the conveniences of home. From there, we ended up chatting for over an hour because I'm a sucker for British banter, which Martin throws around like a boomerang. Georgia from Greece is quieter, but can catch and throw it back, playfully keeping Martin on his feet. Their travels seem to have finely tuned their relationship as I met them at the end of a six-month journey covering roughly 7,000 kilometers, beginning in Buenos Aires and finishing in Cancun. Ostensibly, they're one of those couples that knows what the other is thinking before it's said, working off an invisible rhythm that only they can hear, created by spending so many hours side by side. They are understandably exhilarated, but exhausted, and are craving the comforts of a proper cup of tea. As fate would have it, we both booked the same bus for the Yucatan area, which was almost two hours late. However, we kept each other company by sharing stories of one of the things all people miss most when they're far from home, food. The locals frequently gave us strange looks as we loudly ate each other's hearts out. I gave them the lowdown on how to do a proper Thanksgiving spread, while in exchange, they told me about homemade Greek cuisine and where to find the best meat pies in London. They were better company than I could have ever asked for while waiting patiently for a delayed bus in Mexico. Here's their story. Hello, hi. Hello. <laughs> Do you say hello? I'm Georgia and I'm from Greece. Greece, cool. And I'm, and I'm from London, England. London, England. So, how did you guys meet? We met in Greece. Oh. Martin was living there, I was working there in Athens. Mm. Mutual friends, mutual really. Very, yeah. yes, that's it. Cool. Through mutual friends. Mm. And how long have you guys been together before you decided to travel together? Oh, we're not the couple. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, brother and sister. <laughs> oh, right. um, how long was it? September. So it would have been uh, th three, three years. years. Three years. Wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. That's all. That's an accomplishment. Three torrid years. <laughs> I don't know this one. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> what did you guys uh, study if you did go to school? She's got a degree. I'm utterly unqualified. <laughs> I have none. That's I none. No, I've, I went to school, but mm -hmm. I finished school, tried education, decided to work instead. Totally understand that. How long had you been planning this trip before you decided to make the leap? 
Ooh. Well, it was one of those things that you always talk about. Oh, I should go do something. And we were living in London, so it was a case of either deciding to spend all your money on uh, being right. or whether to um, use that money and uh, go away where it would be worth uh, a bit more. So I guess how long would, from when we decided that we were going to go? The actual decision. I was made around Christmas last year, yeah. so I guess. Oh, yeah, quite a while. Was there a lot of um, support from your families? Like, do you both, do the cultures that you grew up in encourage long-distance travel? Support that was from two different, like, in two different ways. Mm -hmm. Because we were living in Martin's parents' house, mm -hmm. so that was... They were very supportive. They were like, oh, you're going to go they away for six months. Big. Yes, go. Please, have a great time. Don't worry about so it. So that was a big aid economically, you know. Yeah. Without doing that, we wouldn't be able to save up so much money. Absolutely. Travel. And, of course, like, encouragement. Yeah, there wasn't any resistance from either yeah, bar. There was no... I mean, there's an obvious amount of, like, worry from a parent about that kind of thing, but, you know. Is there a perception that South America, Latin America is dangerous? I think for some people, yes. Some people, no. Like, my parents have traveled and would always encourage, tra like, no. My sister has also traveled through South America in the past and stuff, so. You guys kind of had a heads up. We had a heads up on in a few ways, mm -hmm. in, in the way that could sort of calm people down and be like, it's not the great unknown, she's still alive kind of thing, but also... People have lived there before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funnily enough, they're not all killing We're each other. We're not the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, no, I don't, I don't know how your yeah, parents felt. Yeah, from my side, you know, my mom, especially being a Greek mother, I don't want to fall into that cliche, but... Uh, <laughs> Imagine, like, even when I was at school and we were about to go on a day trip, it's a classic thing. She would always go, like, a while before I left. She would go, are you sure you want to come? If you don't want, you can stay, you know? It's not, like, just throwing the idea then because she was always a bit overprotective and this kind of thing. It's so, Mediterranean after all. Right? Yes. Not in a like crazy level, but no. always like throwing bad yeah. Yeah, I think she was probably just concerned for you going into the great unknown, but is probably as excited as yes. us about it. Like yes. she you send pictures and she's like beside herself. She gets to live you vicariously. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. So is this both your first big trip outside of your countries? I mean you both live in a different in country. a continent that yeah. allows you to travel extensively yeah, over, mm. you know, two hours you can be in mm. Stockholm or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere, you know, anywhere. Fact. Yeah. Um So was this a bigger trip for you guys? For me definitely. Mm. And for me. It was a different type of trip. I lived in Greece for like four years. Wow. And I was away for a little bit before that, some months before that, before staying there. But it was the f it's the first time that we've sort of been moving constantly, traveling, rather right. than just moving to a different place, if you see what I mean. Right. So so in, in that way, yeah, for both of us, it was like a completely new thing. But thankfully, where I'd lived in a different country, George had lived in a different country. It wasn't the first time to just be away from home for any great period of time. Right. Wasn't any, like, huge shock. No. So that's good. Um, so where did you guys start 
And what, this is a big question, how did you guys end up in Mexico? Okay, you remember because you held most of the tickets. So yeah, I've <laughs> still got every bus ticket. Um, we flew to Buenos Aires. Yep, we picked the cheapest point on the continent to fly to. Buenos Aires is the cheapest? Yep, it was at the time. Yeah. Right. And Uruguay? Brazil? We, we, yeah, we only stayed in this. We only went as far north in Brazil from there as Rio. Mm. Brazil is just. And we thought, you know what, we could end up somewhere six months from anywhere in Brazil. So, yeah, we we we, we spent some time in Rio, and then just take a bite, and yeah, get out exactly. of there, get, get, get a taste swallowed. for it, and want to, you know, out of everywhere. It's one of the places we'd really love to go back to. So it was good for that kind Great. of thing. But yeah, we looped back round into Argentina again, didn't we? Yes, to Iguazu Falls. Yeah. And then all the way down to the bottom of Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. And then we crossed into Chile. Crossed into Chile, done a little bit of the national park down in the south of Chile, far south of Chile. And then uh, cut our losses and decided to fly north a little bit. You look at, you think you've flown north four hours, which is the time it took us to, takes to get across Europe. You look at the map and you've barely gone anywhere. But right. that got us halfway back up, um, halfway back up Chile. Yeah. Through the desert and the salt flats and up through Bolivia. Wow. That was nice. That was hard and nice. You guys have seen so much, but is there any place that has really struck a chord with you guys mm. personally? I can pick maybe four or five places. Yeah, <laughs> at least. Probably at least, like, there's probably yeah. like ten in different ways. Like, you go through, I mean, yeah. in any given period of time when you're traveling through so many places, yes. things hit you in different ways, you know? Like, okay, Rio, okay, I, being from London and spending so much time in Athens, you're kind of like, oh, okay, cities. Most of the time we haven't particularly wanted to be in cities other than when we wanted the sort of home comforts. But Rio was special. Like, it was an incredible place, so beautiful and even more than you would imagine from all the hype about Rio and Brazil. Is it large? Like, how... Physically? Physically. Oh, it's massive. Like, it is, it's... It is a big city, but it's quite divided. You've got the, like, okay. the Copacabana, Panima beachfront part of the city. Where and everyone stays. Where everyone stays. And then, like, behind the mountain, it's a very mountainous city. Right. So it's got a bit sticking up all over it. Um, and then behind that, you've got, like, the vast metropolis of Rio. It really is a big place, but it's alive, which is such a cliche as well. But I think more than more than anywhere I've been, maybe in the world, it was like, whoa. It's got a it's, very intense pulse. Yeah, it's got an intense, mm. but not in a way that's like, fucking hell, this is washing over me. Pardon my French. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. You're fine. Um, it wasn't like overwhelming. It was just like, whew, you, you kind of rode that energy into it, and I think we would have stayed there longer given the uh, yeah, given the opportunity. Right. It has these tropical beaches right mm. in front of the actual city, if you yeah. know what I mean. Interesting. Yeah. And they're misty, and yeah. people just walk around. It's just got everything. Yeah. yeah, and you just sort of wander along these huge long beaches into the mist with, like, the Copacabana Hotel and, <laughs> you know... People like shirtless people jogging up the beach and people with coat and you're like, oh, it yeah, is you see the actually like it's like it's you're not actually there. Right. You're like, yeah. and it, I said it when I got there. It was like meeting a famous person. It was like being a bit like, what? This I don't really know what to do, and so you just kind of stand there sometimes <laughs> and just go, 
this is a bit mad, isn't it? <laughs> you know, like, where am I? So that was really nice in Rio. Right. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's spots that you hit, like, when you're on holiday, which are like, oh, this Costa Rica is, was this another special chill. one. Is, yeah, 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 really beautiful. Just, again, like, sh- like in Costa Rica and stuff where you're like, whoa, I could stay here for a long time. Straight out of picture books and dreams and, The night sort of was very intense there yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. There have been multiple times where I feel like I'm in a movie from mm. the 50s. Yeah, where it's yeah, like all yeah. oh, that old like tropical and yeah. it's like oh I know this is a cliche but it's actually like this yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah think, totally do they put up this just for that <laughs> yeah, so yeah. is, is it actually better real? when I live yeah, but yeah. in some pla- in some places the smaller ones I think it's more authentic yes. like it like, really exists uh, so are there any other are there any bizarre things that have happened to you? Anything kind of dangerous or crazy or cultures clashing? We've managed to steer clear of it. I mean, I, before we left, like, really sort of conscious of security and stuff like that. So for the first, I don't know, five and a half months, <laughs> we haven't, uh, haven't tried to wander too far, you know, away from where we feel mm-hmm. too comfortable. But... Once you, like, board a bus, for example, you're at the mercy. Like, you're on that bus, and you go where that bus goes, and you stop where that bus stops, you know? So I suppose that time in Bolivia was a bit... And again, it was a language thing, though. We caught a bus. Where were we going from? When we were in Bolivia, and we had to jump in a man's car instead of on a... Oh, yeah. On a bus. We were going to Sucre. We were going to Sucre from somewhere else oh, that we were before at uni. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we bought a bus to get to a place, and then the bus took us halfway, and they just told us, I just oh, have to go in this man's in this car. car now. So we bought a ticket with a bus company at a bus terminal, and they kind of said, yep, you're going to a uni, that's fine. And then it got, yeah, about halfway and stopped, <laughs> and everyone else got off the bus and <laughs> went off. And we were like, uh, we're going all the way to uh, to Sucre. And he was like, oh, okay, yeah, come with me. And we run through the bus station. And he just stops and he just speaks to a guy with a car. Uh, and, and it's not like getting in a taxi, say, in London or somewhere else, where you're like, okay, where's your taxi badge and where's the number? It was just a guy with a car. And, and us not having fluent Spanish, we were like... Um, what's going on and all they would say to us was like oh it's okay it's fine don't worry and you're like yeah okay but I am you know <laughs> it was um, like the scenario that people described to you as a no-no like don't yeah, go yeah. in a stranger's car just, just de- <laughs> from a child at home <laughs> that that yeah, 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 yeah. come on get in come on kids get in my van it's fine right. I mean the only danger there was his insane driving but oh my god yeah, that, that was more worrying than anything after a while we How? kind of gathered that, yeah, some another couple of people got in the car, so we were like, okay, it's legit. You know, he's, it's just a bizarre situation. Yeah, or they're as foolish as we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're all going to get our livers harvested. Right. But, um, but no, his driving was a bit hairy, but we didn't die. And he dropped us oh, off where we good. wanted to go. It was like, oh, okay. It probably ended up being faster than the bus. How many hours were you in the car? Two, two and a half, something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, just across town, like, oh, we'll finish off the journey here. It was it was a long journey. It was a leg. It was a whole leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that was bizarre. That was a bit weird. That was a bit like, oh, what's going to happen here? You know. Have you guys been staying in hostels the whole time, or have you done any couch surfing, Airbnb? A bit of Airbnb and mostly hostels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
we treated ourselves to Airbnb a few times mm. when we needed some rest and some decent surroundings. Yeah. Um, Just some, like, authentic privacy. <laughs> yeah, some authentic privacy and, like clean bed sheets you know <laughs> rather than them just remaking the same bed and you know a they kitchen yeah huh. a kitchen to yourself <laughs> a kitchen that's your kitchen right. you can just chuck your shit everywhere and lock the door and it's just yours you know? how has that been not having privacy for six plus months Yeah. No, I, I think it, it comes and goes in waves, doesn't it? Sometimes you're like, oh, I really need to just... For me, it was mostly just, like, unpack. Like, just be able to not be like, oh, shit, I've got to keep my stuff here and I've got to think about not having my music on or, you know, like, not think about someone else stinking or snoring or whatever, you know? So there's sometimes where you're like, yeah, I can just get on with it and, you know... We won't stay in too much. We'll go out, come back and sleep, and then sometimes you want to... You need a place yourself, and that's when right. you just go, right, fuck it, yep, right. let's uh, pay the money and be all right. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think it depends on your uh, psychological mm. situation in totally. the moment. Mm. Because sometimes you just don't care, and some other every little thing gets yeah. to you. Sometimes it's just exhausting. Yeah, traveling yeah. over a long it's period really of time, exhausting. that 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 holiday feeling just wears off. Simply, and then you're just living your life in a different place, less comfortably. Exactly. Is, is, what's, is what's happening. You know, when you're not in these incredible, like wow, wonderful places, you're just actually just do it. You're just living your life out of a bag, covered in sweat. <laughs> you know, and sharing a room with sometimes. 14, 15 other people, right. which are just like... <laughs> How has it been not speaking fluent Spanish or Portuguese, I'm assuming? Oh, my God. You know, has it been very difficult getting around? Did you guys have some sort of basic understanding of the language before you left? I think considering that we don't speak that much Spanish, it's been, it's been okay. Yeah. We've managed to... We've got this far. To yeah, <laughs> do what we needed to do. And Still got all your audience. Of course, you realize that it would be way nicer if you spoke more mm. Spanish and been able to actually communicate with people that live here rather than just mm. ask for a, a ticket or whatever. Yeah, I think there's you, you maybe miss out on an element yes. of being able to really converse with people and, and find things out. But in terms of being able, like purely being able to just get about, you you only really need a basic and you picked it up. I mean... We've done some... We've done some. We've done a few before lessons before we went. So we had some sort of basic... And you could speak more than me. You can speak more than me. But even like in Brazil... Portuguese, your Spanish goes out of the window. Everything you know about language goes out the window. It's insane. And yet we... we you very quickly... Yeah, we kind of gave up, but also you very quickly learn the essentials. Even if you think you can't speak a word of it, we, within a few days, knew how to order tickets, say, I'm going here, you know, please, thank you. You know, you pick right. up the things that you... Just the thing is, if you know how to say thank you, genuinely you can struggle through in any mixture of languages and then you smile and you give a genuine thank you and even if that person's been pissed off at trying to help you they're like oh stupid 
person learn how to speak you know if you give them a proper thank you they're like ah, don't worry no, about you're, it. Okay. you're all right silly kids right so yeah you learn how to get by i think yeah there's been times where it's been a bit frustrating because you know you really want to ask something or something or, like that and you're yeah. trying to explain something yeah yeah or a couple of times i've seen people like when we were in san juan the other day and there was a guy that was just talking mm. to one of the went to visit that incredible church and there was another english guy who we saw on the bus and he was straight in there and talking to someone who was in the church part of what was going on and i thought then i thought oh Imagine if you could really converse with someone, you'd, you, you, you would get a lot out of your trip. Absolutely. But yeah, we've made it all this way. So. Absolutely. Um, Georgia, this is a question specific to you. Do you feel as though there'd be any more difficulties if you traveled alone as a woman doing the same exact trip? Mm, I think so, yeah. I mean, I've seen many people doing it and having no trouble at all. But definitely I would have to be more cautious. I would maybe in specific places you would be a bit more on edge. I'm not saying that definitely something would go wrong, but I would have definitely to be more on guard. But I think that's more to do with traveling alone than traveling alone as a woman. Right. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. Have you experienced any explicit machismoism or any, you know, like men just shouting things at you or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or like staring very long. Like you think that the men have been relatively... Because you hear a lot about this, but I haven't seen anything. Interesting. I'm probably more aware of that than you. Yeah. I, I reckon that I probably I'm looking in my in the back of my mind I'm probably looking around going who are you looking at um, more than than you might she's be she's with me yeah, yeah 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 so all the all the bravado and, and ego <laughs> is is ironically coming off of me everyone, so. so you've got like a force field yeah, around her don't even, think, don't even think about it I love you no John says the same thing that he that I'll just be like what yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. walking down, yeah. and he was like, "Did you see that guy?" You know, like <laughs> he was really yeah. like. He says anytime John like clicks, it, he'll like cock his head and like make eye contact with the guy and be like, "Yeah, I see you." Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. No, but there's been I haven't noticed anything. Interesting. Um, and Martin, specific question for you: How are the British received? At, um, you know, has the British story affected how people treat you, or even even being from how, Greece? Like in terms of how brutal we were to the world and the lasting legacy of that, do you mean? I mean, that's really up. That's that's kind of up for up to my discussion. That's, of that question exactly. Um, not really. The most reaction to me being English comes after people being excited that I'm with a Greek. Interesting. They'll say, oh, where are you from? George will say, I'm from Greece. I go, oh, Greece, wow. Not too many Greek Greek travelers, and Greece is such a, you know, everyone around the world knows how beautiful Greece is. And then you go, oh, where are you from? I'm English. They go, oh, all right. Yeah, we see your identity. We know about that. That's kind of boring. Um, (laughs) Many times. Many, many times. Many, many times. We know all about you. But not too much in terms of Hangover from 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 like things we might have have done mm-hmm. in the past. I mean, I've experienced that elsewhere, but we didn't have 
too much of a say in these parts of the world. Right. So if there was anything in that way right. left over, but no, I, I, we've been almost uniformly welcomed with open arms everywhere, which should not be a surprise at all because people are just people everywhere. Where in the world have you experienced any animosity towards being British? Well, you know what? It's not necessarily animosity, but, like, I travelled a little bit... Before I went to Greece, I was in the Middle East, I was in Palestine. Mm. And obviously we have a huge history there, as in it's... The seed of it. <laughs> it is uh, dabbled. That situation. He dabbled a little bit. There. <clears throat> Might be our fault. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I was there in a capacity where I was activist human rights group there. So there wasn't any animosity in that way. But it was certainly like, oh, okay, then, you know, they, they knew more about that situation than I did. So that was kind of like an education, but it was something that was felt, if you see what I mean, that, right. that, that the British had a hand in it. But I think that people that would hold that kind of thing against the person now probably is someone that you might not want to have too much of a conversation with anyway. Cause exactly. It, cause, you know, but, but no, I think the, the big thing that certainly I've learned across the whole trip it's going to be that people just are nice everywhere. And the people that aren't that nice, it's not because you're in a place, it's because they're not nice and they could be anywhere. Right. So. Just don't mess with other people, just basically. Just don't mess with other people. They will, they will leave you alone. You know, they'll just yeah. they'll leave you alone. They'll leave you alone because they're, they're right. not interested in being friends. So after how many how many months has it been? Almost six. Almost six months. Um, are you guys ready to go home? Yeah, yeah. I've been a bit homesick these days, to be honest. Like I've been missing people too much lately. And yeah, I suppose by the actually actual end of it, mm. I might be. When it's time to fly. Yeah. Might be like, oh, it's a little difficult to go. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But it's been quite a while, and I feel oh. kind of ready to. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't feel unfulfilled from the. I don't think there's anything like. Oh, but we did left over, you know, right. so we're absolutely filled to the top with, with having done stuff, you know, it's only, you only get a bit like that, the psychological thing that a date is coming where it will be over, I mean, there's so many things that we miss about being home, which is mostly comfort things, and, absolutely. you know, that than, than anything else, and, you know, as much as we want to go home, we sat this afternoon planning another trip, you know what I mean, so... You want to go home to recharge your batteries, but it's not because you don't want to be away anymore. Mm. This is the nature of uh, this kind of traveling mm. that tires you a little bit after a while. And it was our first time doing that. So. Yeah, and it depends on the person. Like, we've met people that are yes, away yes, for like a year and just go. more, and they're just happy to just keep going. They're Australians. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have the smallest backpacks and the most money. And traveling and from a year At least onwards. a year and through Europe and America. And you're like, what is going on here? I wouldn't want to do it. I, I, I don't think... That's exhausting. It's exhausting and I just don't think you would get the best out of the places you're going and yourself in those places, not having... Hmm. 
was recharged because after a while the wonder of being in those places wears off because you're too focused on like why can't I find my brand of shampoo <laughs> which might seem something tiny but when you don't recognise anything on a shelf being from the you know yeah. being from London and brought up in that environment where everything's at your fingertips as much as you might not want to be that person you do kind of go oh, there's certain things that I want and when you get a little bit focused on that you can't look at something and go oh shit I'm in Mexico like you don't have that same gusto that you do at the beginning and at the end we got like a second wind when we kind of moved on into Central America and then finally we knew from the beginning we wanted to get to Mexico and we arrived in Mexico and it was like we just arrived you know you've got that second thing but again that's worn off a little bit now look at another 12 hour bus journey you're like oh when will it be over yeah it's exhausting yeah definitely um where are you guys off to next you mean now Oh, the next trip. Yeah, your next little, your last leg of the journey, I guess. Okay. Well, we only know tomorrow. Yes. We That's good. I don't know. Lake Bacalar. Oh, yeah. Lake Bacalar, we're going to, and then, yeah, we fly out of Cancun. So we're nice. going to work our way out that tiny stretch of coast. You'll also be flying out of Cancun during a <laughs> spring spring break now fuck yeah awesome <laughs> that's cool it's man. gonna be it's gonna is be it like the internet interesting says that it is? i believe so oh, i no. have never um george i didn't even know it was a real thing oh it's such I a real it was thing just the name of naughty movie it's it's uh it's some <laughs> it's sometime around easter oh that's no how we're a, gonna be away we no we fly at the beginning of march it's not quite. Easter's in April, right? <laughs> Easter can be any time between, yeah, like, between end of February and, yeah. and I have no idea. Depends church. <laughs> exactly. But uh, it's the one I can never figure out when it is. But it's, I mean, it... It's a spring break supposed to link up with Easter, and it's our excuse for celebrating Easter without it being an Easter without celebration. But and then we just take all of our clothes off, basically. Um, good to me. So, Any excuse? As long as they're legal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it'll be. We're we're also going to be in. A, we'll be in Playa de Carmen around mm-hmm. that time. Fun. So we'll uh, only forty minutes away, and I, John and I are not part. Have I've never experienced that type of a yeah. culture before. Mm-hmm. We are not those types of Americans, and uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Haven't seen your Don't look at my Facebook <laughs> from. <yeah. laughs> oh, but um, so, so yeah, it'll be a whole new cultural experience it'll be for a us. Whole, on at the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the reason Cancun is that's the reason Cancun is so cheap yes. is because they want American and British the and People Russian terror uh, and Russians. Uh, the re- like they all they want that tourism, and they fair play, man. We love throwing it. our money at stuff like that. You know, we do, we do. I mean, I it's only it. a few hundred pounds to fly all the way to Mexico. You know, and you don't leave Cancun, but you get as drunk as you do at home anyway. Exactly. Uh, only there's a nicer sea. And it's warmer. And it's warmer, and then you go, oh, I've been to Mexico. Exactly. But so, you've been to Cancun. But you've been to Cancun. The place that every person from Mexico Fair says, play. If I could rip off drunk Mexico. English people, I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Think about that as a career possibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to tie it all together... 
and you both can can give me a phrase. What is something that I should say when I go to Greece or England that is is something culturally unique or bizarre or I'll get in with the cool kids. Oh well, don't ask me Maybe about them. the cool kids. Oh, no, well, <laughs> like some that. some like lingo, you know, some, some slang, some yeah, you, or any bizarre old Greek phrases that you guys still say that is like not or or British. Absolute village speech. I've been getting yeah. mad in some stuff, but maybe if you say it enough and some no one dialect. will understand. Okay. It's a bit more local to the places no. that I'm great. Go. But if you go to Greece and ask for a beer. Uh huh. Mia bira. That sounds like release the crack in. Yeah, that was exactly what I said when I learned it. It kind of is. It's like a super cold beer. Yeah. Like a frozen beer. Interesting. Because it's hot in Greece. And is it is that only is that beer only local to your area? It's not a type of beer. It's the temperature of the beer. Oh. I want it catacrack. I want it fucking cold, is yes, what you're saying. That's the cultural equivalent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a literal English translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking cold. I want it cold. Yeah. That's really funny. When I was living in Turkey, we would freeze our beers and then just kind of like eat them like a yeah, Slurpee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a slush. It's not, it's not the tastiest. Like beer slushy is not <laughs> as appetizing cold. as it sounds, but it's cold. And that's all that yeah. matters. Yeah. yeah. Well, instead of saying it's cold, you can say it's katakraku. Katakraku. I love go. that. I love that. Go. Do you have any British idioms? Oh. Any bizarre things that you guys still say? The, no. The, you know, or new the ones. most common thing we say now is how much? <laughs> because that's just... <laughs> It's all I can think of that we say, you know, because it is just, oh, I've just learned how expensive London is being away from London. I don't know, what, what, you might be best poised to... Um, is there something that you... S- that, that we say that's a bit odd or a bit unique. Just like culturally specific. You say so many weird things. We say so many weird things and we don't even realise we're saying them. I don't know, I'm tempted to say something about tea because we have drink... I thought it was a cliche, but we do drink a hell of a lot of tea. <laughs> I bought a bag of tea bags with me when we left, and I lost it all the way back in Argentina, and I was devastated. And we haven't found a good cup of tea. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get English tea. You don't. Oh, you would call it oh, proper tea. Proper tea. Proper tea. Proper tea. Everywhere else you've been, been they say oh, English breakfast tea, or do you want Earl Grey? And you say no, proper tea. Just proper tea. Give me some fucking proper tea. Just proper tea. So yep. Two drink-related ones. Only ever refer to tea as proper tea. Gotcha. I did have some some proper tea in when I was in of course London. That's all we drink. It was great. It's great. Proper tea in Guinness. Those are the only two drinks allowed. Say goodbye. How do you say goodbye in Greece? Adio yaso. Adio And in England? Latest? Latest. Latest. Latest, guys. I checked up with them a few months later to see where they are in life, and they replied, We're currently spending some time traveling around Greece and then are headed back to London to plot our next series of adventures. We're torn between going straight back to Latin America and maybe doing some teaching or in some way fund our travels as we move around, or 
maybe heading through the uncharted waters of the good old USA. The world is at our feet, and we're in no hurry to make any decisions. It seems as though they've gotten the rest they needed and are ready to go out and see what the world has to offer again. I can only hope that they join me for Thanksgiving someday. Hasta luego. ¿A don Luis? Sí. Ah, ya, sí. Ah, ¿Te ve? ¿Ya? Sí. Porque también pueden ir, los puedo ir a dejar. Ustedes caminan y volver con él. In the next episode, we sit down with Ed and V. Noriega in Acumal, Mexico. They are the traveling entrepreneurs who are always looking forward to the next country or financial endeavor. And after some time, we decided that rather than settling down in a, in a path where we were not attaining satisfaction, we, want, we wanted to you know, explore other things. So we set our goal that we needed to go to 50 countries before we have kids. Hear more next time on Strangers Abroad.